0: This is the Rapid Agency Growth Podcast with Abul Hussain, helping you to get more high-ticket clients and building a profitable marketing agency by dominating your niche. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rapid Agency Growth Podcast where we talk about how you can rapidly grow your digital marketing agency and we also bring on other subject matter experts who can enlighten us with their wisdom so that, again, you can deliver better results for your clients and to grow your own business now we are live on facebook and youtube and if you are watching this special episode outside of our facebook group make sure to find the link above or below this video or go to smmamastermind.com especially if you are looking to start or Scale an agency this year, and you want to network with another community of 3,000 like minded individuals. Enough of that. I actually have a very special guest who is also in the UK, and I love it when I can find other guests in the UK who is killing it for real estate professionals or estate agents, call it what you want in your local language. He is the founder of Clarity Media and head of paid advertising at eGrowth Media. And I'm going to talk to him about how he has become the secret weapon for real estate agents who are looking for growth. Shun, welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, Thank you for having me on the show as well. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me now. I know time is precious. So for those who don't know who you are, how about a little bit of an introduction?
1: Uh, Yeah, so my name is Shun. Um, I deal really mainly of the marketing side, uh, running Facebook advertisement or Instagram ads for that for um, estate agent. So I specialize in estate agent, where in the US or Australia they call them real estate or Realtors mm-hmm. on that. Um, and I've been doing it for about probably nearly about two years now in running the business. So it's a short period of time. But um, I just worked very hard for where I got to and just made a name myself out there.
0: No, that's nice. And uh, well, that's exactly it. You're making a name for yourself. You're delivering great results. And thought you know, th- these are the kind of people that we want to talk about. People who actually have a system of generating results for their clients who have some knowledge to share. So before you got, on, got, got into the agency space, I suppose, what were you doing? Because it's always interesting to find out where people have come from on their journey.
1: So before, um, it has been a crazy ride because before I, you know, I used to jump to jobs to jobs, uh, doing insurance, sales and everything. Uh, like when I were, I for probably 11, 12 years in a corporate life, I probably changed about 17, maybe 17 <laughs> to 18 roles. Well, Yeah. You can see, um, <coughs> And I always have that flair that I want to run my own business as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I It's just because my dad is self-employed. I just had that fire that was for my parents to run it, but I just never pulled the trigger. And I thought the corporate world is a safe place to be in. Um, so what happened is when lockdown or COVID hit, um, we were getting so busy, managers didn't really care about, how we feel just get the work done and of course I just had enough and just decided to run my own business Um, but at first uh, running my own business was very tough because I didn't know how to grasp the the real world of uh, business not just marketing but sales Mm -hmm. reaching everything and um, that put me back into a pretty difficult financial situation and no joke, uh, I didn't have a, a good start. I mean, I used to work for Domino's as well. I used to deliver pizza. I used to work no. from 8am to 5pm, then finished my work from 8am to 5pm, and then 5pm to 2 to 3am in the morning, working at Domino's to, for about 3-4 months. But because I've been so consistent, and now new, um, i knew, I... Yeah, I just uh, had my resignation and became full time in this, really.
0: Oh, wow, no, that's that's an absolutely awesome story. And I'm glad I actually asked you the question because people often kind of, you know, they they see the output of what you have become on Facebook and they don't look at all the input that goes in to become that overnight uh, success story. So talk to us about kind of the real estate market or the estate agents market. How did you pick that market uh, to begin with?
1: uh well uh what happened when i did my full-time role within before dominoes and my full-time role that was a year to two years i did became like a side job for being a property investor running my own business um i did uh i think people heard rent to rent oh yeah Uh, yeah the good old rent to rent back then um I went to many events and then went to many Googles. And then I thought I decided because, of course, they, people say it's a no-brainer. You know, property mm. investors this makes good money. So I went into it. But the difficulty was it was my, in a way, very first becoming an entrepreneur. But at the same time, um, I never knew how much input I had to put it physically right. rather than marketing. Marketing is just on a computer That's and cool. computer. But in the investment world of being you know, a property investor, is quite active. Um, I used to got my first property. I had to travel 40, 50 miles uh, to get it renovated. Probably had to stay overnight in a mm. renovating, get it rent out. Yeah, I used to do loads of stuff. And I nearly technically lost everything, like my relationship. Oh, wow my family and all that so it was it was very tough and then I decided when I decided to actually say actually I was making money that was funny enough I was making money but I wasn't happy so I decided to pull the trigger to not become a property investor and go into really the marketing slowly transitioning to marketing when I didn't know in between what to do and um yeah um yeah. thank god I I'm back with all my family, friends and my missus really so. That's great yeah.
0: and I mean how, how how easy or how difficult is the rent-to-rent market because every other YouTube video that you might see or Facebook YouTube video you might see right is talking about doing rent-to-rent and uh... making it sound really easy. I know a couple of people who have tried it and it's been like enormously difficult you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Is is it kind of unattainable for most, most people out there? I think
1: it depends what's your passion, because in the end of the day, look, I was making good money on rent to rent, but the problem is I didn't have the passion and it's very physical where marketing is, it's not too physical going out. You're doing everything on the laptop. You just stay in your room till you get it done. Um, the difficulty when I did rent to rent was one is when people say, you know, all this no money down and all that mm-hmm. crap really it's it's no no way you probably have you when you start off you probably need about i would say between five to ten grand on that to uh put it down for renovation and everything um but you can of course get property investors to joint venture um first it's very hard i think it's really difficult even if you're very consistent Um, You had to keep calling the state agent and, you know, Gumtree and all that. It took me six to nine months to get my first property.
0: Wow. Okay. That's a lot of commitment.
1: Yeah. And even getting your first property, there's a lot more hurdles and contracts. And even if you get your tenants, you know, you do your due diligence and you get your tenants in, suddenly they don't want to pay. And then that takes three to to four months to get them out. It takes a a lot of money. Um, So... My personal opinion, uh, you have to be very, very strong-minded. Like mm-hmm. you have, to, you had to sleep for your night thinking, "I will get hopefully get paid by rent and everything." Oh, <laughs> no, I would get a tenant just suddenly disappear, and you're like calling them right. like, "Where are they?" Even so, yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a lot. It's very tough. I think it's very tough. Um, yeah. So that, but it's good money. It's just you yeah. have to be a lot uh, strong-minded um, compared to marketing, I feel.
0: It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work with ending. With but thank you for giving that clarification because obviously, yeah. you know, even people think this agency business is quite easy. You just wake up to money, right? Every single day coming into your account. Uh, whereas initially the labor is, is quite, there's quite a bit of labor to really go out there, establish yourself, um, start getting the initial case studies and whatnot before you can really expand. Now, coming back to, the kind of the real estate business i'm I'm guessing you're mainly working or you're practically only working with agents in the in the uk uh right now or do you work internationally
1: uh yeah so it's uk and u.s right Uh, okay do the u.s on that for uh the real estate for state agents on that um i've only only last month gone to u.s Um, just to expand and to learn more because it's different ways of strategy in abroad. But Mm -hmm. uh, UK is a little bit different how you do your Facebook ads uh, for the real estate, for sure.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And this whole concept of real estate wholesaling, I don't think it's really taken off in the UK as it has in in, in the US. You know, the US has got so many different
1: strategies. uh, When someone said wholesaling, I was just like, real estate wholesaling? Don't, yeah. don't doesn't like doesn't cost i think i remember someone said it and i think it sounds like sourcing for yeah. what it's like property sourcing i think the different terminology but that's i yeah i haven't really touched it i'll know about it really
0: yeah yeah no fair enough I, th- I think there's a big market in in kind of working with those guys as well finding the motivated sellers now coming back to i suppose your your niche here I suppose a lot of people would think hold on right you want to work with estate agents you want to find you want to get them listings you want to sometimes you know find them motivated sellers as well I suppose why would someone work with an agency rather than signing up for Rightmove or Zillow or some of these other aggregator websites you know what's yeah. the what's the USP with working with an agency like you guys?
1: the The difficulty is let's start with um, Rightmove, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing with Rightmove is Rightmove is more of a a buyer system. You know, you put your listing on and you find those buyers on that. Mm-hmm. It's not really. Uh, it's not really made for getting you sellers whereas it can but it's it's not a lot and you unfortunately right move is very expensive as well yeah. um there has been a lot of commotion about right move on that and uh I'm not sure I could be wrong but when uh when oh no I'm not wrong so when they apply it is not exclusively for them it has right. when they apply they could apply for they can tick all the thing and it goes through all five and it's survival the fittest who gets to right. person. Same as Zillow in a way. Zillow's saying, you know, Zillow can provide it, but the leads are exclusive, not exclusive for them. Okay. Whereas for us, the leads definitely exclusive for them. If they do decide, for example, work in a particular patch, let's say South of London, mm-hmm. we don't have anyone on in that area. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they are more of, Technically they're leads really, they're not. Got you. So yeah, we do booked appointments. Uh well I do there's two particular that I do. Lead generation, of course, you can call them and we mm-hmm. provide everything, scripts, mindset, and everything how to call. Or the second one is booked appointments where we actually get our sales team to book the appointments for you.
0: Right. Okay. So for the agents there, you're Finding them the sellers to list with them, I suppose. And then, do you also market the property as well through online advertising? Or yeah, do
1: yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Um, we. It's very, very rare they need to because right now it is a buyer's market. Oh,
0: yeah, it's crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a buyer's market. There's less inventory, so there's no means for them to put money on that because they know that it could go off the shelf in probably mm. two on that. Yes, we do do it. We do listings, buyers just sold, and brand awareness, um, uh, and a lead magnet, so given free ebooks. So we do everything, but the Mm -hmm. main type is the the seller leads, that their main one.
0: Right, and there might be an estate agent, you know, watching this, and they might be thinking, well, why would I work with someone like you? I could just like do my standard. A flyering and leafleting or some other form of local canvassing or some other sort of promotion, like, you know, I've, when I come out of my train station, there's this fixed billboard for what is the biggest estate agency in, in the county, right? Um, why would they work with someone like you rather than keeping on trusting what is already bringing them business, I suppose?
1: Well, the, the, the norm is, you, of course, is billboard leaflets letters referrals door to door but the problem is we've heard the phrase data is king Mm -hmm. there's no way to track data from it if i send a hundred you and let's say nothing comes back and i send another hundred and then two comes back we don't even know that two is from last month this month when is it etc the problem is as well when you're also targeting sending a 100 or billboard you are you're not really knowing who you're targeting as well i can send a leaflet 100 leaflets out and i don't even know what's behind the door it could be behind the door already a student really that doesn't even know why they got that leaflet and yeah. billboard um the issue with billboard is that i would say it's quite old school oh, um, yeah everybody knows there's a massive increase that everybody is going more online and virtual. Uh, You've heard of Meta, so it's Mm -hmm. becoming more increasingly known. And the reason why of that is because uh, due to lockdown, everybody was bored, they become more virtually aware of Facebook, Instagram. They're more
0: online now, of course. They're spending more time on their phones on Facebook and whatnot, yeah.
1: You haven't even noticed statistically, YouTubers are getting, like, crazy amount of subscribers because yep. are more online. But yep. when they came out, uh, I think it's more of the case of, I don't want to say, but of course, there's a lot of things more of political as well because people saying that they don't have control over certain bits where the government and everything. So now everything is more meta. Mm-hmm. They have more control of the asset because they can buy something. Oh,
0: yes. With and- Facebook and and all of that you, you you make an interesting point about youtube actually i was uh, speaking to my uh, google account manager last week and she mentioned mentioned whilst previously you know you, people were using youtube for driving you know top of funnel brand awareness mm-hmm. they're seeing a lot more conversion data come through on youtube now people are clicking off from youtube going and making purchases and that i think is one of the impacts of the lockdowns that we have had in the uk and across the world people are just consuming content on various different uh mediums you know mm-hmm. a, a typical person on Facebook probably has like 20 friends us marketers have 2,000 so yeah. for them <laughs> Facebook okay. is quite a quite a garden garden wolf. now when you started working with uh, real estate agents because I know often people when they're starting their agency they st- kind of struggle getting the first couple of couple of clients because they need to really sell them on the concept especially when the business model is quite old school. So someone mm-hmm. who set up their own agency, maybe they worked in another one, they're following the same model. What challenges did you have to convince someone to you know, give online marketing a
1: shot? Um, one is more of they feel, if, for example, they're new, they just started is, I mean, technicality. I mean, in my opinion, if you are new, you should really, in a way, do do what you do you know referrals frozen everything instead of jumping to Facebook uh, in my eyes Facebook is more of growing the business and when you have a very firm foundation because in the end of the day when you sending out people 82% of the population in the UK research the company mm-hmm. so if you don't have a very strong brand or consistent content it's very hard to excel from there But we do, of course, we do provide uh, content management, social media as well for that to incorporate it. So there's just different ways. I mean, if someone said they, if someone has um, a very strong background, because now these days loads of people are coming out of the corporate estate agent or Mm. realtor and becoming more self-employed, like Exp, Keller Williams, and all that. Yeah, that means that they do have experience. And they have, in a way, a strong brand. They just need to keep going. So, yes, um, I would say I can definitely help them. I think more. It's really, pretty much, it's really simple. Is that when they start out, they're on the slow lane without a GPS. Mm. We are fast lane with the GPS. Yeah. They can decide where they want to go. If They want to get there quicker and know where they're going. Where the, you know, where they want to go to. But if they feel like actually. They want to explore uh, and trial and error. Yeah, you can go on the slow lane and go from there. It just depends on financial situation as well.
0: Really. Right. OK. And do you find there's a lot of convincing involved people who are on the slow lane to actually take them on the fast lane? Or is this quite a, you know, uh, quite a sophisticated and evolved niche that realizes this is the way forward? So, you know what, let's kind of give it a shot.
1: Yeah, I I, I personally agree, actually. Um I have meetings where usually people are very fascinating. They definitely see how it can work, but the issue it all evolves around is more of um pulling the trigger. Because let's be honest, no one likes change. You know, -hmm. our world that doesn't like change. Give it maybe 10, 20 years, because now it's becoming more self-employed model. Um, the change will be more open for that kind of thing so i think we are still thinking that we can do everything ourselves we're thinking that um, we want to give it a go um, the issue is i see many people that give it go themselves and yeah. unfortunately just don't make it really so they
0: yeah. just oh yeah the diy guys <laughs> yeah it's
1: how i say it's more time it's money i yeah. always say to people you know, when I do sales, is they say, "Hey, you know, I want to do it myself." You know, and I always say to them, "Well, if you want to do it yourself, what do you think about the system?" I said, "Oh, I think it's really good." How mm-hmm. long? How long have you been trying to find this kind of system? Mm-hmm. You know, they usually say, "Oh, well, never found this kind of system," and I always now I've found it. It's probably taken me. I've seen searching about for four, five, or six months, and I was like, "Well, you have to understand, time is money." Mm-hmm. You know. Is your time's worth? Because money, uh, like money, the bank, money in your bank has no value. It
0: mm-hmm. just
1: has no value there. They're
0: no, you're there. totally right. You know, it's just sitting yeah. there.
1: <laughs> it's like it devalues over time because life goes, life is increasing inflation. So that's why I always say to them. And sometimes, and usually they'll be like, that makes sense. Let's just mm-hmm. go and go with it um usually um it's providing like more testimonial results and everything but mm-hmm. the thing is how i like it is i don't like being pushy in the sales what i like mm-hmm. is opening their mind to knowing that you know because we're unfortunately we're all that mind when we're very narrow minded mm-hmm. saying hey that's too expensive can't do anything i'll just but it's opening their mind saying hey you know time is money cash has no value Mm-hmm. And you're just wasting give, your time. giving
0: them that revelation right getting them to yeah. it's you know, just, wait, wake up a little bit
1: people we we all like to be painted a picture we all like to dream and visualise stuff um, mm-hmm. so I just give them the balls in their core and my friends on Facebook and I post content I post about four to five times a week for about two years now mm-hmm. and they, they just come back to me and say let's Let's go
0: then. No, that's that's really interesting. Now, we're going to come back to the money point. Uh, you said you've been doing this for, for two years now. There's a lot of people who are oh, watching yeah. this. And I yeah, and I keep on hearing yeah. this over and over again. It really, really annoys me at times. Like, how do I get a client? How do I get a client? When you got started, how did you get your first couple of clients?
1: When I first started, no joke, it's more of, look, I'll do it for a free trial. Or oh, yes. <laughs> I do it on a stupid price. Just... Just to get just to one, I think you, when you first start, you should money should not be your first priority. Mm-hmm. Money comes and goes, really. Yeah. That I, I, I'm a big firm believer. Money comes and goes. I get a hundred pounds, I go to Asta or something, <laughs> <That's really>. um,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. But money it, doesn't it. stand still, it's always flowing in the economy. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. what I heard a couple of you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Knowledge and experience is far more outweighs anything. So why don't you do it just for one free trial, whatever. Do it at a very reduced price and just trial and error. Because in the end of the day, even if you plug and play, someone you learn it may not work for you. You have to go through it and learning it. Because the problem with people is they just like sales. You know, um, you get you get one to two sales and then one month later. You feel like you're pretty much back to square one because you haven't got it consistently doing sales mm-hmm. uh, same as um teaching doing facebook ads and all that you have to consistently learn it and learn it but if you keep thinking about
0: right and obviously you've got a system now to deliver excellent results for uh, realtors and uh, estate agents, how long did it actually take you to keep on refining, to build it to what you've got right now?
1: One year. Yeah, definitely
0: right. a year. Right. And, and, for, uh,
1: just...
0: uh-huh. Yeah, no, I can I can imagine. And then uh, I'm guessing, you know, the way you started running uh, campaigns on Facebook is very different to how you're doing it now. You know, what are the kind of key takeaways for you that you've seen uh, to kind of, I suppose, work now, which you felt wouldn't work, or you thought would work but didn't work, because often people think, oh, I'll just set up some lead formats, right, and, and the sales and the leads would 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 really trickle in. What has been your big kind, biggest kind of takeaway in building this system?
1: Um, I think one is being consistent. Two is really. You have to you had to put your emotional aside and really just deal with it. Like if it goes shit, it goes shit, you know, just just have to deal with it. Just have to keep going. I mean, uh, the thing with Facebook and even I'm sure any other platform is you know where you someone gives you the SOP to, to follow yep. the process. And when you set it up, you you have many area errors, ad doesn't run uh your account get disabled or something's Mm -hmm. wrong it's rejected and takes forever just expect them that's the thing just expect the worst and you'll be fine nothing nothing goes smoothly i mean last week it took me like a month to set this person ads up because some kind of new page and classic page etc and that's and and i've been doing this for two years so i was problem now it's just never giving up like if you're trying to find, like, what annoys me is there is there, – do find, like, what is the best, but don't try and put your mind to it finding the shiny object in mm-hmm. the perfect system. Um, the perfect system is what you create, really. That yeah. is it. Like, if you believe in a system, it will give you the results that you want. If you don't believe in a system, well, you might as well get a job.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nicely, nicely put. And I suppose final question for you, because we're really quickly running out of time. It's about our ROI. Let's talk about money, you know, for the clients that you work with. How do you demonstrate our ROI? How do you demonstrate that what you're doing is working and you're providing value for money to them? I mean, the return on investment,
1: we don't really talk to our clients on return on investments because Mm -hmm. one is there's so much variable. We get them booked appointments. And the problem is, is that when we do the book appointments, we will still help them in the sales. So we mm-hmm. will help convert them. But there are so many variables from a person to person when they go to the book appointments. You know, I definitely not be standing next to them if they're like 10 hours away from me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what we always say is, one, the return on investment is what, how much, we always say to them that, if you want to see a return investment, you must put every 110%. If you're not going to put 110% and be consistent, we're not going to take your money. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty how serious. I always I always say all the time, it's like, if you're not serious and you're trying to find this shiny object syndrome and try to sign the quick uh, cash on that, sure. I always say to them, don't even do your, your business. Mm-hmm. Just get it. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm just pretty blunt in that. Well, because- no, you,
0: you need to be because the buying cycle is going to be, you know, qu- quite long for someone. If, they, if they're picking up someone, you know, who's a seller and they pick up the listing, they put up the listing. It might be three to six months before, you know, they actually sell the property and they yeah. get cash in the bank. So what does your, you know, what does your ideal client look like? You know, where do they need to be in their business for them to actually get the best value out of you?
1: I think the ideal client is someone who's just very hungry, just hungry to grow, put their uh, emotion aside, not worry about, you know, uh, if, for example, they do go to a book appointment and this person say, hey, I'm not looking to sell now. I'm looking to sell hopefully in a month's time. And they see the positivity of it. Because sure. let's be honest, in the real estate, it's all numbers game. Sure, We're just giving them as the, the best numbers to increase the possibility for this. That's why they love us because one is they don't need to call the leads like seven to 15 times. We're doing all the calling. We've pretty much worked out 90% of the process. Only 10% of the process is they just turn up to the appointment and just work the magic, turn them into listings really. So the ideal client is just motivation, hunger to really be really want to um, succeed really. And that is it. That's all we ask for on that.
0: Yeah. No, I absolutely love that. Now, Shun, if someone is watching this they want and they want to connect with you, where's the best place to find you? Uh
1: just best find me on Facebook Messenger. You see on my name, Shunu Man, just just message me and I'm more than happy to talk you through on that. Um, but yeah, just talk me through that or you can WhatsApp me. My numbers on my profile as well.
0: Uh huh. Awesome. Well on that note, thank you so much for your time.
1: No, appreciate that. Thank you.